the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Cuckoo, kachoo. It's George Brockler with you here halfway through the Monday show. Something about, uh, I don't know, end of December, January, The new, every single day something happens. You know, we had Patty Calhoun on at 7 to talk about how the last two Colorado Inside Out shows ended up being, uh, you know, knocked onto their heads the following day by breaking news, whether it was about Lauren Boebert's decision to move from the third to the fourth or some of the decisions about Trump appealing and the Supreme Court taking it. And, all. and here we are on the radio in the last hour speaking with Christy Burton Brown, KBB, former chair of the state GOP, when the current chair of the state GOP, a guy named David Williams, we've had him on the show a bunch and we'll have him on a bunch after this, announces uh, by email, and I think Facebook and all that other stuff, that uh, he is going to, well, you know what, I'll just let the man say it himself through his written word here that I will read to you. I don't want to sugarcoat this. I don't want to put my spin on it, but I do want to get your reaction to it. 303-696-1971. KBB says unethical. What do you think? The email is titled, wanted you to know about CD5. And it comes from the official email of the Colorado GOP. That, that that's a bit of an issue, too. If you're somebody who is seeking to run in CD5, you have to be like WTF. Like, what is going on here that the state party is using the state party email to advance the cause of a candidacy of a Republican over another? So here's what it says. You deserve to hear this straight from the horse's mouth. After thoughtful consideration, prayer, and reflection with my family, I've decided to run for Congress in the 5th Congressional District after the surprise retirement of Congressman Doug Lamborn. Undoubtedly, you're asking, quote, what now, end quote. Rest assured, nothing will change for the Colorado Republican Party. As our state party bylaws allow, I will remain as chairman through the course of the primary election where we will continue our work of rebuilding party infrastructure, preparing for caucus and assemblies, continuing our important lawsuit battles to keep President Trump on the ballot and overturn the open primary and exposing out-of-touch Democrats for being radical and corrupt. 2024 is going to be a turning point for our party and state, and I look forward to continue serving you as we defeat extreme Democrats and elect Republicans across Colorado. For Freedom, Dave Williams, Chairman Colorado Republicans. P.S. The party and its leaders will ensure fairness and transparency while avoiding any conflicts of interest as more competitors enter the CD5 race. I will do everything possible to ensure the state party bylaws are followed. You can read the press release our campaign sent out this morning. Thank you, and please let me know if you have any questions. Attached to that state party email that went out to Lottie Dottie, everybody is the actual press release from Dave Williams for U.S. Congress entitled Proven Conservative Fighter, Colorado Republican Chairman Dave Williams announces campaign for Colorado's 5th Congressional District. And uh, I won't read that thing to you, but uh, it's uh, one, two, three, four, five meaty paragraphs that are in there. Um, <laughs> what, do, what do you think? 
I'm, <laughs> I, I tend to agree with KBB that it strikes me as an ethical issue because it's so unfair. I mean, it's unfair. It doesn't matter if the bylaws permit it. And if they do, we should change the freaking bylaws. I mean, what I'm interested in hearing from someone is tell me, fill in the blank. It's okay for someone to be state party chair and run for Congress in a contested primary because this isn't about Dave Williams. This is about this decision in the process. Tell me why it's okay. And if it's not okay, what should be done? Why not resign as state party chair? If your heart and your family and your prayers have resulted in you deciding you can do the most amount of good for America and your state in Congress, and God bless you for it. I mean, that is a painful decision to make because once you do it, man, it's all consuming. So make that decision. But how in the world can you remain as the state party chair? I mean, listen to the description of what he's doing as the state party does. We will continue our work of, one, rebuilding party infrastructure. That ain't easy. Preparing for caucus and assemblies, so critically important. Three, continuing our important lawsuit battles to keep President Trump on the ballot. Four, overturn the open primary. Five, exposing out-of-touch Democrats for being radical and corrupt. Are you telling me that that job is so undemanding that you can throw yourself into a hotly contested congressional race. I think Wayne Williams is already in it. Dude's no slouch. He was the Republican candidate. Well, even though it was nonpartisan, he was in essence the Republican candidate for mayor. He's the former secretary of state for the state of Colorado. He's a former commissioner for El Paso County. That That's right there. There's word that Rose Puglisi will jump in. Rose, friend, friend of the show, we love Rose. Rose is a, the assistant minority leader for the House. No slouch. There's other folks considering it. Jeff Crank, also a friend. I mean, this is going to be a hotly contested primary. I mean, the two things that concern me are, one, how can you do each job well? And, and I want you to think about if just gut reaction here. Do you think more time and effort will be spent on winning a race that serves him personally, and that's not a knock, it serves anybody personally, or a, or continuing to do a job where you're not serving yourself alone, you're serving the broader party's needs. That's obvious, isn't it? I just wonder how you can do both well. What decisions will be delegated? And if you're the state party chair, how does that conflict with your need now to be in El Paso County all the time as you try to run and win the Republican nomination for the 5th Congressional District? It's obvious why anyone would want it, by the way. It's a legacy seat. Doug Lamborn was there. What was it? they say running for his ninth or 10th term? He was in for 17, 18 years. You win that seat, you hold on, you probably get primary challengers like Doug did, but he kept beating back every single time and, and decisively. We reached out to Congressman Lamborn too, by the way, haven't heard back yet, but we've reached out to have him on. You should know Billy and I each reached out to D-Will to see if he'd come on this morning to have this conversation. It's a tougher show to have the conversation because um, I'll ask him these exact same questions and give him a chance to answer, but uh, we're not going to roll over and play dead. We're not some of the other shows out there that are like, oh, this is magical news. I, I really definitely want to know, how can you do this? 303-696-1971. Frank from Golden, you're on 710 KNUS. What do you think, Frank? Hey, George. Hey, you, you've asked before why people re remain unaffiliated, not put on the jersey. 
and this nonsense that Dave Williams is pulling is a primary, and no pun intended there, reason why you would remain unaffiliated. Because this is ridiculous. You can't he, – he, I don't see how you cannot be conflicted on this. And, and, and you're 100% right. Not, this is, falls into that category of things because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. And it, it shows a lack of judgment on the part of Dave Williams to try to pull this. And it shows even more lack of judgment to be sending out uh, announcements on Republican letterhead, Republican Party letterhead, that this is what you're doing. I mean, I, I just don't th – did he think about this? Did he actually put any thought into it? Because I, I can't – I hope that he would answer, no, I didn't, and I probably shouldn't have done that and pull this back. If he has any level of maturity, that's what he should do. But I doubt he has that level of maturity. So, somebody sent me a link to a next piece that Kyle Clark did. It could have been Friday. could have been I don't know. But the gist of it was, and I think the line that stuck out in my mind was when he said, uh, the Colorado Republican Party exists to serve the purposes of one man, and that's not Donald Trump. And he was talking about D-Will. He was talking about David Williams. And I thought at the time, <laughs> like, oh, there, there's, yeah, I, I understand that's provocative. Holy crap. I mean, the dude looks I, like Karnak. That's that is pretty. <laughs> that's that's uh, that is that's pretty. I think that's a cute line, and it's actually now more and more accurate. I don't I don't know how you can. This whole thing seems just absurd to me. Absolutely absurd, and I just don't know. It's it's kind of sickening because there's this you know obvious internal mess with the Republican Party. And it's clear where Dave Williams falls on this is that basically if you don't have fealty to Trump, you're a rhino. And I don't know but what maybe Lamborn might have fallen into the rhino category. But, you know, I, I just it, – it's, it's a little bit sickening. It, it just it, – lack of maturity, there's kind of a, a smarminess to it as well. And I think that bleeds through. It just does. I it, it feels to me like you, you know the guy. I don't. I never. Well, it comes off that. Way. And I don't know Dave like we've sat around and and sipped tea together or something like that. But I've known Dave for years through the party and all this stuff. And and I don't want to be heard saying Dave shouldn't run for Congress or couldn't be a great congressman for El Paso County. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is what we're talking about here is do do you believe a guy can be impartial and fair? in how the state party apparatus is used while he's engaged in a, in a vigorous inter-party conflict called a primary for a congressional seat. Somebody just texted in here and said, dude's already shown a conflict of interest. My God, he just used the state party email to announce he's running. And I'm like, right. that was another great point. Fantastic point. Yep. If you're Wayne Williams, aren't you like, well, pretty please send out my announcement, too, and let me have some editorial time. It's a great point to make. If the state party bylaws are silent on this or don't uh, or outright prevent it, we need to change the state party bylaws right now. Correct. Absolutely. And how were they changed? It sounded like Christy uh, Burton Brown was indicating that she thought the bylaws didn't always allow for this. I mean, were they changed and when? I don't. And that's how? I mean, I, such I don't know. a great question, Frank. But I think your initial point is the one that we have to think about too. And is this the kind of thing 
that keeps people from coming back under the tent or coming in the first place that they're like, my God, how do you want to be part of this? The the other thing that took place this year with the state party is they, they passed these changes where now county party chairs and state party chairs can actually endorse in primaries. And, and, and we're seeing them try to endorse President Trump before the primary. I mean, these are all things yeah. where you're like, well, what's the yeah. point of the party anymore? Is it to just pick a favorite? I mean, why have a primary? Why not just let the state central committee make the decision? Well, aren't some of these things really, I think if you scratch the surface of any of this nonsense, it's it's a uh, a mechanism by which to get the uh, Trump fealty, you know, group in power and keep them in power and to eradicate the rhino group, if that's what you want to call them. That's what certainly Dave would call them. And, and, you know, so so they're all mechanisms, all machinations are just designed to do that only. It doesn't seem like there's really any other goal. And 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 it's not to further the party's interests. That's really the part. I mean, that's that's the part that's bothersome about this. It, they they view it as so so myopically that the only way the party's interest is for, is furthered is if you get the right, you know, uh, litmus test people in power. Well, I, I think there's something to that. I do think there's a Trump fealty part of this thing. But I also think that at its core, this is a response to Colorado's open primary and that they are so aghast at what they perceive to be the wrong kind of Republicans winning nomination after nomination because the assembly has become largely irrelevant in terms of who makes it onto the ballot. And we've seen that time and again now, whether it was for the U.S. Senate whether it was for the governor, all these other things, the ultimate primary winner is not usually the person that emerges from the assembly when you have someone who petitions on. They hate that. They, 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 they hate the petition process. They hate the open primary. They want a handful. They want 4,000 Republicans in the state of Colorado to decide who the Republican standard bearer is. And this is the way to do it, right? Yeah. You arm the yep. assembly goers and the party apparatus to use whatever influence they have to tip the scales. And now you have the guy who's at the very tip top of that Republican pyramid saying, I'm now going to jump into a primary. If it was uncontested, who would care, right? Like if he was running for, if he was right. running against Diana to get, have at it, you know? But yeah. in the fifth, there's going to be a lot of credible, legitimate Qualified Republican candidate. rights running. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah. that just doesn't yep. seem fair, Frank. I don't know. And I, I forgot, are, are you registered one way or the other? No, I'm not. And, and this is part of why. It just seems to me like there's, you know, the kids are running the show, and I I don't feel like being a part of that. To me, it just seems pointless. I, I don't want to engage in in this sort of nonsense. This, there's a bullying factor and a childish factor to this that really sticks in my craw. And, and I don't – all I can think of is, look, do the other potential candidates in that congressional district, did any of them want to have an official moniker of Let's Go Brandon – you remember that one? Oh, with I remember. Dave Williams, I remember. We had Dave too. on to talk about that too. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it was just as silly and stupid then as it is now. And I think this is a reflection of poor judgment. And I think you got to think whether you want a candidate who doesn't have good judgment. Maybe that's the simple answer, right there. Frank, thanks as always, man, for the phone call. Have a great week, buddy. Yep. You too, See man. You. Hey, uh, Frank's line is open at three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. I. I I, I know Dave will come on, hopefully today, but if not today, I know he will. And I just want him to answer the question, it is fair because, 
you know, some of the texts that we get in here are from people who were, um, who have been in county party politics. And they've pointed out that there are county party bylaws that prevent the chair of the county party from participating in a partisan primary election. So the, while being chairman. So I, I guess one of the other questions is, which rule is right and why? Are they both right? Like, it's okay to preclude a county party chair from running in a primary while serving as the chair. But it's also okay for the state party chair to get to do the exact same thing. I, I mean, I, I feel like we are dangerously close again to instead of becoming, instead of being the party of principle and procedure. And and by the way, folks, that's what makes the Republic great. We are not a find the outcome you want and anything you can do to get there is okay. That That's called Machiavellianism. That, that's somebody else. That's what the communists do. They know the outcome. Anything they can do to get there is okay. We're the opposite. We believe that the outcome is okay because we put in place a procedure that provides for protection of due process and fairness and all that other stuff. This feels like Machiavelli, doesn't it? The ends justify the means. It feels like we can wink, wink, nudge, nudge away from all of these rules. And when I say rules, I'm not talking about the bylaws. I'm talking about the rules of fair play, whether you've written them down or not. I mean, dang, I I don't know. There, there's got to be a good reason for this. And I wonder if there's precedent for this anywhere else. What other state has tolerated this? I got to believe that if the appropriate amount of pressure is brought, that Dave will ultimately do the right thing and step down a state party chair. I'm not asking him to jump out of the CD5 race. I, I want to see more qualified, competitive people on the ballot fighting to get the nomination. I want to see that. Dave could win this thing. There's no doubt about it, man. Dave challenged Lamborn. He, you know, he primaried him a, a cycle ago. But I'm interested in asking Dave, and Dave, if your friends are out there or you're listening to this, here are the questions I want to ask you. It is fair as state party chair to run in CD5 um, in the primary while doing both things because. That's one. Here's two. The job of state GOP chair is not so busy that I can throw myself into a vigorous, hotly contested CD5 primary because. The other is, when you said before on this show that you are not going to run for CD5, now, I don't think anybody, and you coined it this way in your email, the surprise retirement announcement, I don't think anybody could see that coming, but I don't remember you qualifying your answer that way. Like, well, let's see what happens. It was a non-asterisk, no, I'm not. But we're going to go back and find that sound. So I want to know, what changed? Was it the I didn't expect him to do that and this is different? And then the last thing is, is there nobody else in the state party system that could run the party as well as you while you focused on the CD5 race? Is that what you're saying by not leaving? That I'm so invaluable to the state party. I'm so invaluable to the state party. That it cannot run well. We can't accomplish our goals unless I'm in this position. And for all those people, you may be one of them. If you're one of the people that voted for Dave to be the state party chair, how do you view this decision? If you had known that he was going to bail on this seat less than a year later, and bail is the wrong word. If he was going to divide his attention less than a year later by running for Congress, would you have still voted for him? 
And again, this is less about Dave Williams, the man, than it is about a guy or a gal who puts themselves in this position. This decision. I don't know, man. I mean, listen, it just feels like this feels like the the kind of stuff you see from a party in largesse. This feels like the kind of thing that you would expect to see in Florida where Republicans control everything in Florida. Right? Like you get to make mistakes like this. You get to have the inner party squabbles when, when you control everything. This is like watching the Elizabeth Epps, uh, you know, Hamas loving, ter- uh, terrorist loving Timmy Hernandez. This is like watching them in the Democrat Party because they have no viable opposition. But we're a minority. We're a minority in representation everywhere, including Congress in the state of Colorado. We have three of eight seats. And if you count Senate, three of 10. Is this what we do? Is this the best we got to put on the field in this critical, critical 2024 year? Hey, if you're Donald Trump and you want a chance at winning Colorado, even though I got to be honest, folks, it ain't ever going to happen. I mean, Joe Biden could go weekend at Bernie's and he'd still win Colorado. But if you're Donald Trump, is this what you want the state party chair doing? Do you want that divided attention? Hell, if you're Donald Trump, you may be like, man, Dave Williams is exactly the guy we want in Congress. Hell, we'll come out and endorse. But do you want that guy also running the show for Republicans? I don't know. I, I don't know. 303-696-1971. Look, so we're going to cut away for a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by another special guest to have this conversation. And, and I want to get the calls going because I think this is tough for you. I think if you're a D-Will fan, if you're a MAGA person, and you know Dave Williams is all MAGA all day long. He's been very, very loyal to the president. If you're in that camp, you look at this and go, uh, I like Dave, but what? Call in and defend this decision. 303-696-1971. Listen, let me tell you about Gay Ribble and the Empower Home team. I'm starting to see more and more things pop up on my little email. There was a break there for sure over the holidays where I wasn't get those emails about houses for sale in Douglas County because that's what I follow because that's where I live. Starting to see more and more pop back up on the market in anticipation, I think, of like a gold rush to try to grab up houses when interest rates start to you know come down. And they will. We've been told. Six changes coming up over the next year if you believe the Fed and I don't know if you should do that or not. Um, the person to call, the team to call, to try to get out in front of all this stuff before everybody else drives the prices of those houses up, it's Gay Ribble and the Empower Home team of Keller Williams. Go get smarter by going to sellwithcertaintycolorado.com. That's their website, sellwithcertaintycolorado.com. Go there. Find out all the free information that nobody else gives you because they're trying to make you a better, smarter consumer and client. Then pick up the phone and dial 833-301-SOLD. Just that number, 833-301-SOLD. When you talk to these folks and you sign up with them, talk about stress relief. Talk about feeling like you've just gotten Peyton Manning of real estate on your team. Give them a call. That's Gay Ribble with the Empower Home Team at SellWithCertaintyColorado.com. When we come back, you, me, our special guest, Dick Wadhams, George Brockler, 710 KNUS. George Brockler back with you here, 710-KNUS, going right to the VIP phone line. Dick Wadhams was the chair of the party for some period of time. I forget the years. I want to say 1876 to 2000, and what was it, Dick? 
<laughs> Actually, it was for the 2008 and 2010 election cycle. Yeah. You know, last I checked, we actually did pretty pretty well in those cycles. Is my memory flawed? <laughs> well, 2008 was a tough year because of uh, the, the Obama phenomenon oh, yeah. here in Colorado. <laughs> 2010, we went up and down the tickets. Uh, and I could run through that, but uh, we had disappointments because the Tea Party nominated Dan Mays for governor. Yep, I remember. Proved to be a total fraud, and and Ken Buck, who went on to be a, become a, a, a great congressman, but he made some serious mistakes. Got nipped against yep. Michael Bennett and was able and lost that race. But but George, up and down the ticket, we won huge victories in 2010. Yes. Well, AG treasurer all the the races we used to take for granted like we're always going to win those you know and now we won we won the colorado house of representatives for the first time in eight years we unseated two democratic uh, statewide elected officials for the first time in since 1974 uh unseated two members of congress uh democratic members of congress uh, in the same year first time since 1964 uh there were there were these were big wins and, and, and it would have been a total sweep had, frankly, the Tea Party not nominated Dan May. He pulled everything down. Well, and that created that bizarre Tom Tancredo trifecta thing where, you know, at the beginning of that race, you remember McGinnis was like up 17 points or something in polling, and somehow we figured out a way to put John Hickenlooper in the gold dome. I I don't know how that happened. and Hickenlooper only got 50% against Dan Mays and Tancredo. <clears throat> and Tancredo was not the problem that year. It was Dan Mays. I mean, he was just right, of course. And, the, and he was the Tea Party darling. And of course, when he cratered, all of a sudden they'd never heard of him. They never, met, never met him before. Uh, they, 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 they ran for the tall grass after he cratered. But well, anyway. it turns out the people where he claimed to have been an undercover drug police officer remembered him, and they don't remember him doing that. And that became part of, part of that problem. It was, a, it was a total embarrassment. George, it really was. Yeah. Now, th- this news that has broken, and, and folks should know in, in candor, you and D. Will don't hug it out. I mean, you guys aren't buds, but you were a party chair. He is the party chair. And then there's this breaking news, this announcement today <laughs> sent out on state GOP email distribution list that Dave's going to run for the 5th Congressional and remain the state party chair. Thoughts? Well, there is a precedent for state chairman running for office while they're state chairman. But in this case, Bob Beaupre, who was the chairman in 2002, he resigned as state chairman in order to run for the newly created 7th Congressional District. The difference between Beaupre and Williams is that Bob actually had ethics, he had integrity. And this guy who has this job now has neither of those. Uh, This is an abuse of power, but it's something we've come to expect from him. He has done nothing for the last year since he got elected state chairman, George, but try to punish Republicans that he doesn't think are um, strong enough, but MAGA people. He um, he is trying to eliminate the party primary. Uh, he's going to court to try to eliminate 1.7 million unaffiliated voters who actually determine elections in Colorado, telling them they shouldn't, they, they are not invited to participate in the Republican Party. I mean, this guy has been an unmitigated mitigated disaster before this morning, and now we see... And, and as you pointed out, he's already abusing the office by putting out his congressional announcement on state party stationery and on state party uh, email list. 
I mean, he's already abusing it. But but he's still going to get pay himself as state chairman while running for the 5th Congressional District? Well, you know, and, KBB and, was on last hour, and she's like, I'm not yeah. sure if he's taking a paycheck. I know he, he charges he is, some he, consulting he fees. He's paying himself the last three months, yes. He yeah. has or has not? He has, yes. Oh, really? I didn't know that either. I, maybe it's changed since you were the state party chair, but is it such a part-time gig that you can fill whatever free time you have with a vigorous primary in a congressional race? No, no. If you're going to be a, if you're going to be paid as a full-time chairman, which he claims he is, uh, you you cannot run for Congress at the same time. I mean, you can't. He, he I mean, George, this will be an interesting test for the Colorado Republican State Central Committee. Are they going to tolerate this this kind of crap, or are they going to are they going to finally rise up and have some integrity themselves and say, "No, Dave, you're not going to do this. You you either resign as state chairman, or we are or we are going to re- remove you as state chairman." If they tolerate this, it just suggests a rot in the Colorado Republican Party that goes deeper than even I imagined, because this should not be tolerated. I imagine it's been a while since you've done a deep dive on the bylaws, but if you can recall from back in your days at the at the head of that operation, are the bylaws silent on this, and that's how he claims they permit it, or are, did they say, no, it's okay, and if so, what's the logic behind that? Because my understanding is county party chairs can't run in primary, so why would the state party chair be able to run in a primary? As Christy Burton Brown said to you earlier, uh, George, apparently there was a bylaw change that now gives the state central committee and party officers the ability to engage in in party primaries. I think that was dead wrong. I mean, there has been a longstanding tradition going back a hundred years that the state Republican Party stays out of primary, and every state chair up until now has observed that, it, it, it dutifully observed it. And this, he is the first guy to cross the line. Um, he already had. I mean, he, he's, he's been attacking Republicans, uh, uh, state legislators he disagrees with. He attacked the Independence Institute the other day. Uh, he John did? John I wrote a great column yesterday about the, how the, the party is, n- is nothing but wanting to lose at this point. Um, so, yeah, the rules have changed. But, John, there are some simple ethics and, and levels of integrity here. And he has none. And this is, I, I will tell you, so we know that he has none. Is the Colorado Republican State Central Committee, is it going to have the integrity and the fortitude to stand up to this guy? We'll see if they do. We'll see if they do. It's interesting because um, I think he knows the right answer here. But no, he doesn't. But go ahead. I, I, th- I, th- I think he does. <laughs> I just think it's so easy to be in this position. And I, I told Frank, the caller that we had, the last hour, I think a lot of this boils down to the fact that over the last however many cycles uh, since we've had the open primary, that there's that contingent of the Republican Party that is so pissed off at the idea that people outside the assembly, outside the grassroots, are deciding on different candidates to make it to the general election ballot, that they're willing to do almost anything to change that outcome, not fix the process. And I, I, I agree the lawsuit is an attempt to do that, but but to just change the outcome and anything they need to do to make sure the right Republicans make it onto the ballot is okay. Yeah, and let's let's think about that for a moment, George, because uh, I know they feel uh, many party uh, activists feel that way. But are they suggesting that Ron Hanks would have been a better candidate than for the U.S. Senate last year? They do. Uh, 
they do suggest ago. that you've heard that, that, it. That Tina Peters, who's criminally indicted and goes to trial next month and could end up in jail, would have been a better candidate than Pam Anderson in, tw- in 2022. I mean, it, it is mind-numbing. And the, the, the party primary, allowing unaffiliated to vote in the primary, ha- that has not resulted. That, ha- that has not been our problem in the Republican Party. Donald Trump has 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 made Republicans almost unelectable in Colorado because he only has a 35 percent approval rating in Colorado. He 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 lost Colorado by 14 points. And as long as our party is defined by Donald Trump and stolen election conspiracy theories, we will not win another election. And that's the crowd that Dave Williams comes out of. I uh, I'm worried, man. I'm worried for because this feels to me like the kind of stuff that a party engages in when it runs the board. Right. Like you can afford to do crazy stuff like this, but we're on the verge of becoming irrelevant in parts of the state in a way that we haven't been for so long. And people can blame it on the open primary. They can blame it all day long, but we're not doing anything to help us. No, no, no. George, we're we're filing lawsuits to try to keep unaffiliated voters from participating. I mean, 1.7 million. They represent 48 percent of the electorate. And we're basically tell them, telling them we don't want you to be involved in the Republican Party. We don't want your votes in the Republican Party because we don't trust you. And, and how will we ever win another election when, one, when, the, when the, biggest, the biggest reservoir of voters in Colorado is treated like that by our state party leadership? I, 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 I fail to see the logic of this. I, uh, I've never accessed the general election ballot outside of going to the assembly, but that comes with a recognition that 99% of everybody that's going to vote for me in the primary does not participate in the assembly nominating process. It's just right. interesting to me that we're putting ourselves in a position to make their opinions either less relevant or we're trying to steer them a different way using that small group. I, I, I love the grassroots. I'm a grassroots guy, but I, I don't understand the desire to want to fold up the tent and make it smaller. I know, George, I don't either. When you go back in history, the people who have won statewide office for United States senator and governor and for the, that matter, secretary of state, attorney general and treasurer are candidates that ran campaigns that ran on clear mainstream Republican uh, agenda. They, 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 they reached out to unaffiliated. It's always been hard to win in Colorado. Uh, and you look at the Senator Armstrong, Senator Brown, Senator Allard, Senator Gardner, Senator Campbell, Governor Owen, the only Republican governor in 52 years. The common thread with every one of them is that they ran campaigns that attracted voters, not repelled them. And yet look at the clowns that we have nominated. Look at the clowns that we have run for these offices like Ron Hanks and, and, uh, and Tina Peters. I mean, uh, that's that, that's the Dave Williams crowd right there. And and we think that they can win a general election. Give me a break. What's the fix? Okay. I mean, what's this, the fix for this, us moving forward? There's going to be a ton of people that text in, Dick, as you know, they're going to be like, ah, Dick's a rhino and Dick's a this and Dick's a that. What's the yeah, answer? You bet. What? What's the answer to the, how do we fix the party? Party, this party is not fixable right now. George, because right now, and it really is this today really underscores how how corrupt, how how rotten the party is right now. Um, with a state chairman who just thinks that 
He can draw a salary while running full-time for, for Fifth Congressional District, who can abuse party resources, who can just thumb his nose at every Republican activist and every, uh, by, by doing this. This party is rotten. It is to its core right now. The only thing that would, that would restore some confidence in, uh, for me is if the state central committee meeting, which I am not a part of, actually rose up and said, no, Dave Williams, you are not going to prosecute our process. You are not going to unethically abuse the party right now. But it, I, we'll see if that happens. It, I doubt if it does. Is it fair for the others who ultimately seek the nomination on the Republican side in the fifth to demand equal access to the state email distribution system? I mean, that well, he, he's already used it to it. advance his campaign. It wasn't just, hey, folks, please click on the even this would be questionable. But, hey, folks, click on this link to hear an announcement or something. But it was a it, detailed yeah. dissertation and defense of here's why I'm doing this. And, oh, by the way. I'm attaching my campaign, um, you know, announcement. Like what? Yeah, George, it's it's, it's dumbfounding, and 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 I would hope that other potential candidates in the fifth district will also rise up about this. Um, I don't know who's all running uh, right now. There's some really good candidates who still could get in this race, but um, this is wrong. This is wrong, and uh, and we'll find out just how corrupt and rotten the Colorado Republican Party is by how the state central committee and other Republican leaders react to this. Silence is not going silence is going to ensure that the, the, the rotten corruption continues. Well, I wonder if we'll see something happen. I wonder if the county party chairs who do not owe their fealty to Dave, if they will stand up and say, hey, listen, man, what's good for us is good for you, too. There's a reason we don't let county party chairs play around in in contested primaries. That ought to apply at the larger level. But here's the tough part. Dave's stepping down now. If he did it immediately, I don't know how he explains it, but the longer he hangs on to both of these positions, the harder it becomes to change. Um, it, I don't know, it begins to look like a retreat or an acknowledgement that you made a mistake. And while that's normal in humanity, I don't know that that's normal in politics. I, I, don't, I don't know, George. We, there's nothing normal right now about the Colorado Republican Party. It has been totally taken over by these mega stolen election conspiracists, and now we know that the ethics and 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 integrity means nothing to them in terms if they allow this to happen. The Colorado Republican Party can restore some credibility if that central committee rises up and says, "No, Dave Williams, you are not going to prostitute our process like this." But we'll see if that happens. They'll probably rally. I fear George, they will rally around him and say, "Oh, this is fine." Well, Dick Wadhams, let's. I, I hope I hope that you're right in that f- calmer heads here prevail and more ethical heads and talk to Dave about. Listen, man, go kick ass in CD five. Go become a congressman and represent that district as best you can. Go out there and win, but please, pretty please, turn over the reins to a party that is trying to keep from slipping down the drain here in 2024, allow them to have this fight with someone who can dedicate 100% of their attention to it. Um, I just don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think it will, but we'll see. Dick Wadhams, thank you, my man. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate thank it. Thank All you, right. George. Hey, that was Dick Wadhams. Love to get your reaction to it. 303-696-1971.
That's right. It is 1971. Yeah, for just a moment, my mind was somewhere else. Uh, some texts that have come in here. This is why I'm an independent, not a Republican. I question what the GOP is doing and doing with the money. Uh, Eric Manning, George, can you get Randy Corcoran? Again, all capital words. I do not get it. George, can you get Randy Corcoran, the Republican committee man, on your show to talk about this topic? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure why that's relevant. Yeah, he's the national guy. I'm not sure why that's... It would be like if uh, Ronna McDaniel were going to run for president while Trump was on the ballot. What would you think? Would you say, holy crap, you can't be the, the national party chair and run for president against Trump? That would be unfair. Would you say that? Because if you would, enter Dave Williams. How do you how do you justify that? Here's another text. Dick Wadhams is a liar. Well, call in and tell us or text in. What did he lie about? I don't discern what it is, but if he said something that's untrue, let's talk about it. I just don't know what that is. Here's another text. What he's doing as chair should be no surprise. He's consistently done this over and over. Uh, and now I... Oh, we're going to get Dave on at 925. God bless that guy. Dave Williams is going to come on at 925. We're looking forward to that interview. Uh, here's someone else, uh, our buddy Joan. And now I tune out Dick Wadham shot as wad two decades ago. We are already crashing and burning. No, G- And it wasn't two decades ago. Um, Joan, as you heard, he was the chair in 2010, which paved the way for our last giant statewide victory, which was in 2014 with somebody named Cory Gardner. No GOP governor in 16 years. No, Well, it's been more than that because we had uh, Ritter two terms of uh, Hickenlooper and now a second term for Polis. We're going on 20 years uh, since we've had one. But you can't lay that at the feet of Dick Wadhams, my God. No majority on both sides of the legislature in 18 years. Well, you know that that's false because, as Dick pointed out, we won the House. Remember Speaker Frank McNulty? I do. Uh, That's well within the last decade or so. 18 years, and who's responsible for that? Williams will stay because he was voted by people that are tired of the embarrassment of the old regime. Yeah, but, Joan, question for you, and I'll ask I'll ask um, Dave this, too. Did those people believe they were voting for a guy who would have divided attention? I mean, that's undeniable, right? Like, explain to me how you can work just as hard as you have been for the state party while you're working to win a primary in CD5. I, is it possible? Did he have some in the reserve, some in the tank he was hanging on to for such a cause? And if so, why? Like, how can you do both just as well? 303-696-1971 is the number I want to tell you about our friends at QC Kinetics because they're problem solvers. Uh, What they do is just, I don't know, they're just the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. That's that way of helping cure you of the ailments that you have in your joints when they're hurt by using you. Not a lot of pills. I mean, no pills, no invasive surgery, no suck it up and move on. They just get right to it, man. And you come in and you see them and they take a needle and they pull some of the good stuff out and they put it in the places that need the help. And then you walk right out and start healing just that quickly. Avoid surgery. Avoid surgery. Give yourself at least an option to avoid surgery. Call them for a free consultation today. Local medical professionals will answer your questions. 303 900 Eight nine eight six three zero three nine hundred eighty nine eighty six. You can also check them out. Tons of good information at QC Kinetics. All one word. QCKinetics.com. When we come back, your calls, your text. George Brockler seven ten KNUS. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.